Hi everyone and welcome to another Bible study here at One Love Live at Love Walk and I am your host Lila Winston. I hope you are well and God is blessing in your life. As you know we come together to read in the word of God so that we can apply the word of God practically in our lives so that we can live in a more overcoming life and then also so that we can accomplish the purpose of our lives. And so now we're kind of focusing on having an overcoming life today and I want us to focus in on an area that I think is really kind of um, foundational to the word of God, to um, the life of a believer, and it's understanding God's math. And I think that to a very large degree, a lot of believers don't actually understand it because we are not looking at the patterns and the principles and ideas that are in the Bible. Now, there are specific laws that are in the Bible like the thou shall nots and all that jazz. But then there are other kinds of principles that the Lord puts in the Bible that helps us to understand things. And then there are also patterns in the Bible that we can see that we understand how God puts things together and how he works. And I think this is where we actually want to settle. I want you to understand that there's a kind of math going on in the Bible, throughout the Bible. Um, And this helps to string everything together. When people tell me they don't understand the Bible, I, I thoroughly, um, I get it. I really get it. I get it because it takes time to read the word of God and start seeing patterns and start understanding what God is doing, seeing certain principles that are sort of lived out in the Bible and also in your own life. And so that is where I want us to focus today. And I think the great or one of the greatest scriptures on sort of understanding God's math are these kinds of scriptures that we see that talks about sort of Um, math where it sort of adds up and I'm going to show you what I mean. Our anchor text today is going to be one verse. It's going to be Romans chapter 15 verse 13. I think this is a great example of God's math. It's Romans chapter 15 verse 13. So grab your Bible because I want you to look at it and see it with your own eyes. Don't just listen because there's a math equation here. So let's look at Romans chapter 15 verse 13. It says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, very simple. I'll read it one more time because it was so short. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, when I was growing up, I learned that there were different kinds of ways you could look at math. There was the math that were in Arabic numbers, like one, two, three, four, five. You could write them out with variables and plus signs. But I also learned that there was a certain kind of math equation known as, um, I think it was called the, I don't know. It was kind of like, it was like a word problem. That's what we called them. We called them word problems. <laughs> I don't know what they call them today. And I hope I'm not dating myself, but back in my day, we called them word problems. It was the ability to take an equation and turn it into words. So if I had two cats, two dogs, and three frogs, and someone asked me, well, how many animals do you have? You see, you take the numbers and you put them together. And so that is what we're looking at today. I think there are a lot of word problems that are in the Bible. Now I could just say two plus three plus two 
and come up with a number. That's just a simple equation. But when we talk about word problems or word equations, it's sometimes written out and life sometimes is like that. We don't see that there's a math going on because we're so um, overtaken by the details. And when you learn how to uh, work word problems, you learn to pick the math out of the words. And that's what we're going to do today. And so I want us to look at that Romans chapter 15, verse 13. It's, it's telling us that joy and peace bring hope through the Spirit of God. I think this is important. Joy and peace bring hope through the Spirit of God. So we see lots of people who are hopeless today because they do not have joy or peace. Think about this. But if you combine the two, joy and peace through the Holy Spirit, you get hope. And that is God's math. So God is telling us some of the ingredients, some of the pieces to an equation that we need so that we can achieve a particular kind of outcome. Are you looking for hope? Well, you're going to need joy and you're going to need peace in order to get to that. That's what the Bible is telling us. This is what you put together to get this. It's kind of like an equation or chemistry. Uh, you know, you have to put H2 oxygen together to create water. Or if you're going to create another type of chemical, putting different... It's kind of a math. It's kind of a alchemy of understanding how to put things together to get certain outcomes. So joy plus peace times the Holy Spirit equals hope. I really wish I could write this down for you so you could see this on a piece of paper if you're a visual learner, is that God is teaching us a kind of math so that we can be overcomers, okay? In Romans, we see a similar math as well. So we're reading in chapter 15, but if we move up to Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 5, we see that this math is appearing again. So once again, it's cemented in our mind. Let's look at Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 5. Read this in your Bible and look at it with your eyes. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation works patience and patience experience and experience hope and hope makes not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Now the Holy Ghost is a multiplier, okay? It is a multiplier. So we're looking at this like math, okay? I want to point this equation out so that we can use it and see how it's practically applied, okay? So according to this verse in Romans chapter 5, uh, verse 5, when we look at our 5, verse uh, 4 and 5, we get to the actual equation. It says tribulation works patience. There's math going on here. And patience, experience, and experience equals hope. And hope makes you not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. So to get hope, and everybody needs hope, 
You know, the, the Bible says specifically how important hope is. So we have to add and multiply these variables to get them. Whatever is testing you in life, if you will endure that test, then you will produce patience and it will operate your patience. And then as you are patiently enduring the test, you will gain experience and facility in that. It's like playing a piano. You know, when I was younger, I used to uh, play the piano. And so if you're going to learn how to play the piano, you have to be really patient because you have to play scales and chords every time you practice so that you can get good at it. And so that required patience. So if you think of, you know, you know, practicing the chords and the scales as the trial, okay, every time you sat down to that piano, you had to play scales and chords. Just like we know trials and trouble is just a part of life. So every day you're going to have a chance to exercise in scales and chords or in whatever kind of thing that you may face. And so you had to patiently play scales and chords. Okay, and that required patience. So it worked a patience in you to sit down and play those scales and chords. And it required patience because you weren't really playing music. You were just playing the building blocks of music. But becoming proficient in the scales and the chords, that led to experience. You no longer had to sort of look at your hands and make sure your fingers were on the right keys and it was making the right sound. When you practice, you begin to commit things to your automatic memory and it becomes easier to do and easier to recall. That's what experience is. If you have experience in something, it means you've done it before and you've done it enough times to know how to do it correctly. But experience with the piano produces a hope that when I sit down to a certain piece of music, I can play it. Similarly, your experience as you endure and with God gives you hope that he will not only come through for you, but how to navigate things the way he wants you to do it. And when you have hope, in times you would feel that you will fail or you know God has an answer, you have the experience to do something the God way instead of the me way. We don't act from emotion or self-will. And we know God who loves us dearly has a plan for us through that love that he has poured out in our hearts through the spirit. And we are comforted by that paracletus, that person, that spirit that comes alongside us. See, God has a math that we must learn. I think a lot of believers get frustrated because they don't see the math. They just don't get the math. And there's nothing more frustrating than not understanding math equations. Let me tell you. In fact, if you don't understand the equation, it just may seem stupid or just like it's nonsensical. You know, people walk away from God because they do not understand his economy, how things add up. They don't understand his math. And what things add up to, like what is the equation when you put in these different pieces, these different numbers. And so if we don't study to see how his math works, we'll be frustrated and we'll walk away. There are many people who have left the faith because they don't know what part of the math equation that they're actually in. So I want to ask you, are you in the patience part or the experience part? 
where you start to learn and get expert at what it is that you do. You know, I have found in life there are two ways that you can go about obstacles and enemies and trouble. There's two ways. You can grow frustrated and give up, or you can learn from it and gain mastery. You see, the enemy tries to wear you out, but God is telling us that we can actually learn from it and gain endurance and use it to get better, whatever it may be. You can either learn from it and get better, or you can get upset and frustrated with it and walk away. So what stage are you in right now? Try to master that so that you can advance to the next part of the equation so that you're not confused. Let me notice something here in 1 Corinthians that I think might be helpful to our discussion. The author, who was actually trying to demonstrate order in the church, he said something very interesting. And I think order is important when you talk about math. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 31 to 33. It says, For you may all prophesy one by one, that all may learn, and all may be comforted. And the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. So what is that saying? It's saying that you have full control of. God has given you full control of your spirit. And so it means that you need to bring your spirit and your emotions under control so that you can see the math, see where God has you in this life and what he has you doing. Don't be so caught up in the moment that you can't see the math underneath it. Don't let what you feel lead, but let what you believe lead. That's math, that's going by the book, the numbers, that's going by the numbers, and that's what God wants us to do. Sometimes we get so emotional about something that's going on in our life that we don't understand that we're in a particular stage that requires that. It's not about feeling, it's about believing. This is why meditating on the Word of God and prayer is vital, because it helps you to be still and learn how to be still with your spirit and your emotions and focus on God and his word, on God and his math. What is he creating? What is he doing? This will help you in times of perplexity and fear. I want to encourage you to take the time to learn God's math. Remember, as we learned in the book of Romans, that there is a chain of events that produce a good outcome. But if we quit in the first stage, if we quit in the experience part or in the tribulation part, or we quit in the you know, experience or whatever stage you may be in, then we'll never get to that hope part. Okay, and I want you to get to that hope part so that you can get to that never ashamed part, so that you can get to that victory part. God wants to give you victory in every area of your life. The areas that people see and the areas that people don't see. And that's why it's important for you to learn God's math and not just your own. I pray that God brings true revelation in your life. I hope you will go over this Bible study again in the verses that I've shared. And I pray that you go, grow strong and you grow in your experience and you share that with others. God bless you. Bye.